Hello, everyone out there. How are you all doing? I hope you are blessed and you are well. Uh, today is Hour of Healing, and um, this is the part two of The Sure Thing. And if you listen to the first one, I know you are, you can't wait, just like I am. I'm so excited, and I'm, I'm happy that you are here because we are learning, we are growing, and we are healing. Um, a sure thing, in the first discussion, we talked about how success is guaranteed only if you connect to your maker, if you connect to your creator. You cannot um, bypass the manual and just expect to succeed. So without connecting to your purpose, any success that you, you attain indirectly can be a bad success. So we are here to dive more into it. So I hope you are ready. Dr. Joe is in the hot seat. I will hand it over to him and he will introduce the sure thing again in case you missed the first part. And this is the first time you are listening to it, Dr. Joe. Can you give us a brief summary of what a sure thing is, like the first one, and then we'll just dive into the, 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 the rest? Absolutely. Um, so I uh, welcome again, uh, dear listeners. And as we had told you in part one, this is our last uh, topic for the year of our Lord 2023. Uh, it's been by grace. Uh, I, we have received so much healing and we know that uh, our weekly listeners have also received so much healing. Mm. And I can't wait for what God will do in 2024. Already we've been given topics that God is teaching us on. And I think the year 2024 is going to be amazing. Yes. So a short thing, um, dear listener, uh, what we were talking about in part one uh, as way of introduction is that there are so many things that we consider to be mysterious uh, in life. And uh, remember what I had shared, uh, Sister Candice, is that the idea or the concept of mystery, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, is only based on our level of understanding and our level of knowledge. Because aging alone, as I had uh, exemplified, demystifies so many things in our life. And so our focus for this topic, a sure thing, is exploring some of the basic principles of success. And um, I said uh, the phrase good success because there are so many definitions of success out there, which, by the way, is simply put, success is um, the outcome of an undertaking. But we remember in part one had talked about the fact that if you have success but deviate from your purpose in life, that success is not good success. Because no matter what you do, the measure of success itself requires that you know the purpose of the product. And so as our sister Candice talked about, um, that as far as the maker or the manufacturer is concerned, the success of a product is guaranteed. It's not a question of if, ands, or but. And so um, if you are anything like me, I like music, especially um, piano or um, uh, classical music. And no matter who you are, if we should put a grand piano in your living room and you go sit there but don't know how to play, 
you may be using one finger to hit keys like I do. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder where you are. But then if a grandmaster should come sit there, they don't use one finger. And with the same nose, they are able to play. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sister Candice, I know this is an introduction, but I remember a story that I heard one time um, about a little child whose parents took him to uh, an orchestra performance. Uh, the child was learning how to play the piano by themselves. And as they went to the orchestra performance, they sat in there waiting for the curtain to open up and things like that. The parents couldn't find the boy. And so they searching everywhere for the boy. And then the curtain starts opening. <laughs> if you have been in an orchestra performance, it's one of those places that I say that everybody is so solemn and quiet. I mean, <laughs> if you stand, everybody sees you. So the curtain is opening and these parents are looking for their son. They try to make their way back to their seat and they turn around and see their son sitting behind the grand piano. That's the chief musician, the person for which they are there to see, is supposed to be sitting to play with this orchestra. <laughs> and so the curtain opens and as any child who has seen a toy that they, they play with, he starts playing this same tune on the piano. <laughs> so he's playing a tune with his hand, and the parents are trying to get on the stage from the side to get the boy. But coincidentally, the, uh, the uh, performer also walks on the stage. And so oh. he signals the mother to hold right there so they don't come on the stage. And he starts playing his notes on top of the little kid. Wow. Can you imagine, Sister Candace? that he played for about five minutes and people did not know that that was a mistake. That is oh, what happens when we tie our success to our purpose. Because without wow. your purpose, you will just be playing with one finger on the keyboard or on the piano. But if, mm. you, should, if you should tie your success into your, your purpose, the music or the harmony that you will produce will blow the mind of your listeners. And so this was not in part one, but I think that's a, a bonus section for you just for the beginning of this section. That's very good, Dr. Joe. We need it all. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was as I was listening to you, my mind just kept going back to the measurement of success. And um, before we keep diving into the, you know, the, the rest of the questions, I, I want to let viewers understand a certain concept. And, you know, you can elaborate on that. When it comes to success, is success always a big thing? Is success always something like, like you have to get to the top before you know you are successful? Or success can be found, you know, down here as well. So with the measurement of success, I know you have talked about it, but can I say I'm successful with the little I have, with the with a certain level or stage one that I have reached? Do I have to reach the fifth stage or the 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 most powerful stage to say I am successful? 
Yeah, so um, for our listeners, the measures of success that our sister Candice is talking about, as I had said in part one, there, there might be a lot of ways to measure success. But by the grace of God, the little that I know and with the little study that I have uh, done, that I think we can measure success in five ways. There might be more. And honestly, I truly believe there is more ways that we can measure success. Um, after we did part one, I was uh, reviewing a few notes and I actually realized that uh, some of the sources that I had uh, con um, consulted actually list like nine measures of success. Some listed eight, but I brought it down to um, this, these five that we talked about. And so um, the uh, five that we had talked about is um, spiritual growth being one measure of success and then your health and your wellness. And again, I will re repeat to you that no matter how anointed or powerful or money you have, God in his infinite wisdom gave you one body per lifetime. And if you do not take care of this one body, your body will deteriorate to a point where it can no longer sustain your spirit, your anointing, your grace, your influence. And the only thing your spirit can do is to depart, to go to its eternal home. We also uh, looked at uh, the financial well-being uh, as another measure of success. And then uh, relationships, which we will be diving in, and purpose, which we will be diving in today as well. And so um, with uh, the question that uh, Sister Candice, you ask, um, again, for you to know if you are successful, I don't think the issue of big or small even comes in. Because if you uh, have been following us, you realize that your success is directly correlated with your purpose. And so if you are fulfilling your purpose, it's the purpose of that thing that determines how big it should be. And again, when the manufacturer of the deep freezers that they use for in, in Ghana, we call them coastals. I don't know what they call them here. But <laughs> those freezer units, the manufacturer who made it had a purpose in mind not to be able to just freeze one box of fish at a time but rather thousands of boxes of fishes and food products to be able to feed the masses. And so with that purpose in mind, they made a freezer or a deep freezer that large to be able to fulfill that purpose. And so your success, um, the big or the small nature of your success, the magnitude of your success is really dependent on your purpose. And that's why I keep saying that show me your purpose and I will tell you if you are successful or not. Because your purpose might be great. And if your purpose is great, then your success has to be great. Mm. There, is, there is no argument of that. Some of us are made international or global influencers. And so your success has to be on a global level. Being in a local church doesn't make you successful. I'm sorry, with all due respect, my dear pastor or preacher. In the same way, you are a motivational speaker sent to the nations. Staying in one location, one school, being the principal of one school and influencing people there is not your success. 
And so what you are doing is very good. But permit me to suggest to you that you have not been successful yet. Mm, mm. So um, the point that you are saying, the success is when you have reached the end game. Because what I was thinking was, you know, with the with the ways that we can measure success, those ways that we measure success comes in stages. So, um, for example, in the part one, I said something about with the car wash. So that is a journey to my success or part of right. the steps I'm taking. So can I be successful in this car washing? You know, can I get to a point where I said, okay, I have succeeded in my car washing. The next stage okay. is building a car maybe and then that stage i can say i'm successful so these measurements of success also in its own self has stages then that you have to i think acquire success in before you actually get to the end game to say i'm completely successful can you i, I don't know if you're getting my point to elaborate yes, on yes. it yeah, so um, uh, to answer that, and I, I think that is actually, um, you are right, that is something we had uh, a little bit talked about in um, part one, and that is success, even though um, we talk about it being the outcome of an undertaking in a grand scheme, there are various stages that you have to conquer. And so remember in part one, we had talked about the fact that um, maybe you were, you are an inventor by purpose. Now, you have to be able to graduate school. You have to be able to build meaningful relationships or strategic relationships. You have to mature into a leadership role. And right. even I had given the example that you have to also conquer the stage of um, uh, understudying, learning yeah. under someone who themselves are innovative. Because if you are not innovative, you cannot invent something new you need to right. be around people who don't just think of the present and i think that was an example that you had made so yes in that sense then the mastery or the conquer the conquest of every stage is necessary mm -hmm. because if you don't conquer the stage of education you cannot become successful and so right. um, that will be what I would say in regards to that. Yes. And that's one of the things because many people or some people, I should say, not all, some people just want to get to the end game, you know, and they don't want, they don't feel like I have to conquer a certain section. You know, they do a little bit, brush it off and they want to keep climbing. But you did not fully complete mm -hmm. the first mm -hmm. one. They just want to keep going and going. So when even when they get to that end game, it's not sustainable because the foundation was right. not built right. You know, so let's be patient with ourselves and try to wherever we find ourselves or whatever stage we are in, know that you have to gain mastery over that and be successful there so that you can move on to the next one. And that brings us to um, how we can get this good success. You know, how can we get yeah, this? Yeah, um, but even before we go in there, uh, sorry to cut you off, Sister Candice, but even before we go in there, since this is our last recording for the year, let me use this opportunity <laughs> to um, remind uh, our listeners um, a, a, a section that we did that talks about this very thing. I believe right. the topic was don't forget about today, that sometimes 
with our desire to get to the end goal, we forget the steps that we need to make that are necessary. And so you on a 12 hour journey and you, because you want to get there so fast, one, you speed in, you go on 120 miles per hour on a 70 mile per hour road. And you have made a decision not to stop to fill or uh, to refuel your car. What happens is that if you skip the rest stop or the gas station, you may run out of gas in the middle of the road and not be able to make it to your destination. So right. don't, uh, I, I will employ you to go back to that recording as well. I believe it was Don't Forget About Today. That's, yeah, so beautiful because it, it, it's something that we have to um, kind of recognize that it's a process that God is also using those stages to train us. You know, sometimes you'll be working with the youth or you'll be a youth president in your church and you think, oh, I'm just doing this. I really want to be a pastor, but this is just something I'm just doing and not take that serious and master it. But you don't know that when you become a pastor, your true calling is probably to the youth and God was using that to equip you. So we have to really be attentive and observant in the stages that God has taken us. Um, I think it's safe to go in the next question. <laughs> um, how do we get this good success? Absolutely. Well, um, this is um, probably one of the meats of our conversation today, Sister Candice. And um, I pray that um, uh, by the grace of God, we'll be able to um, help our listeners um, receive some a wisdom and some principles that will bring this good success. The first thing I'll talk about in getting good success is through discernment and understanding. You know, right. um, the, the, the world uh, defines discernment as the ability to make good judgments. So let's mm. even take that. So uh, discernment and uh, understanding and um, I, I, I have a very funny example that I, I wrote down on this um, paper about my kids, uh, you know. So um, my kids had this uh, toy drum that a friend of mine gifted them with. Um, they've been playing this toy drum for almost two, three years now. And um, whenever you hit any of the drum, any part of the drum, it lights up. It, it, it has various parts to it. So um, we had a blackout one time, and so um, my wife and I picked up a flashlight, and it became the source of light for the house for the five minutes that there was blackout in the middle of the night. Now, um, it so happened that my youngest son realized that maybe flashlights are important, and so he wanted to get his own flashlight. So one time, <laughs> he decided to rip this drum apart, because uh, one thing that the drum does is that every time you hit it, it will light up in different places. So oh, he ripped the big drum or the bass drum out to take the light from it to be a flashlight. Well, he was successful because he is very intuitive and very smart. So he got the light oh, out of God. the drum. But guess what? When he brought the, the light out, it didn't function anymore. Oh and so God. even though it was serving as a light when it was in the drum set, when he took it out, oh my God. it no longer functioned. Needless had to say that if my son had applied discernment, mm -hmm. he, if he was discerning and un understood the purpose for the light there, then he wouldn't have done that. 
Friends, what I'm trying to say to you is this. Without discernment and without understanding, we cause chaos. You can be the most gifted singer ever. And yes, your designer made you with all those giftings and talents in you to become a singer and influential. Because there are some singers that, my dear listener, if you look at their stage performance, you know that they were born to sing. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is, if you apply any talent to bring mayhem or hurt or pain, it's foolishness. According to the late Dr. Miles Monroe, that wisdom, the wrong application of wisdom is foolishness. And so what I'm trying to say to you is that when we miss out on our purpose in life, we tend to settle for less than our best or the ultimate goal. And may I humbly say to you, my dear friends, that money can never satisfy. There are so many of us who have made money our success point. And so we are seeking satisfaction from money without seeking satisfaction in our purpose. Many lives today are being destroyed because we are trying to find purpose out of the will of God. Mm. Mostly, as I gave you the example of my son, I'm not giving you the example of my son to make fun of him because he's too young anyway. I don't even think it makes sense to him still. But <laughs> when he took the light out of the drum, even though he still had the bulb, mm. it lost its value. So what value in your life mm. are you losing right now? Because you are not deriving your purpose from your maker. You need discernment and understanding to know that if you do not connect your purpose or derive your purpose from your maker, you will cause distraction. Mm. You might have the talent. You might have the gifting. You might have the ability. But that will not bring you good success. So to get good success, mm. the first point is to apply discernment and understanding. Making right judgments and understanding. I'll give you one more. I think I listed about three or four here. Um, the other way you can have good success or you can get good success is what we were talking about as the measures of success. And that is knowing the purpose of the creator. I think, Sister Candice, in part one, you had asked this question that how would you know your purpose um, right. so that you can have good success? Yes. Your purpose is not in you. Your mm. purpose is in your creator. Yes, of the you know, creator. and so uh, as long as you keep the manufacturer's intent for the product in mind, you <laughs> will have good success. As long as you use the microwave as a microwave, it will function good for you. But if you decide to use the microwave as your refrigerator and put your, your food in there to freeze overnight, 
I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, my dear listener, but you will wake up and your food will be spoiled. So um, right. most of us, again, I would say, need to know the purpose for the product through the manufacturer's manual. In the same way, when you go out and you buy a refrigerator, and I, I think this was so profound when I, I personally was taught this. Um, mm. When you go buy a refrigerator and you bring it home, one, you used your own money to buy the refrigerator. You used your own resources to bring the refrigerator to your house. Mm. And so you have every legal and possessive right to the mm. refrigerator. But dear listeners, you still can't use the refrigerator as a gas cooker because mm. the manufacturer had the purpose or intent in mind. In the same way, you have the legal and the divine rights to your own body, but you cannot neglect the purpose of your maker. Mm. Live with the knowledge of your maker's purpose in mind. Because yes, he gave you the divine right to your own body. He mm. gave you the divine, uh, the legal rights to your body. Nobody can do with your body anything without your permission. Yeah. If anybody tries that, it's called a violation of privacy. Yeah. But at the same time, or in the same token, you cannot use a refrigerator as a gas cooker because you spent your money for it and you spent your resources to bring it to your house and it's consuming your own electricity that you pay every month. So, what are you using your legal and divine rights to this body for? A word to the wise. They say it's enough. Let me give you one more thing and then... Uh, we will probably uh, go to the next one. And that will be right. that you can get success through an understanding of your skill and preparation. You know, um, one preacher that I, um, I follow defined success as when preparation meets opportunity. And I, I think that is very true because... Um, uh, for, for you to be able to get to where you are, you will need opportunities in life. And when those opportunities come, it's your level of preparation that will help you be able to meet that opportunity and, and trust you into your level of greatness or success. So what I would say is we must invest in developing and mastering the talents that we have whilst we are awaiting for that opportunity. You know, I'm a big sports fan, and so let's talk about some sports here, can we? You know, um, I, I am always amazed um, by the sheer level of talent that our professional athletes have. Um, I, I believe I've only been to one live football game, but I've, I've had the privilege to be at many um, basketball games. And, you know, when you are on the community park or the uh, neighborhood park, from the standpoint of, from a community park perspective, 
it's safe for you to conclude that a lot of people can play basketball. <laughs> but, but my dear listener, I kid you not. When you watch our NBA players play live on the court, my goodness, the talent level that these people have, exactly. I will tell you, is unreal. Mm. And the truth is that even on the court, with all these professional players, some players still stands out. I haven't gotten the chance to see Steph Curry play in person before. <laughs> but I've seen um, uh, LeBron James and I believe Kevin Durant and Trey Young, who are bona fide stars in their own rights. I've seen them play in, live in person before. And my listener, I tell you that the level of talent that these people have, it makes their own co uh, um, colleagues or their own co-players sometimes look as though they are not talented. And I will tell you, they are talented. They, they have the giftings. What yeah. am I trying to say to you here? Your giftings or your skills. So your giftings and talent, I, I put both together and I call them your skill. Giftings and your talents. And your preparation has a pivotal role to play when it comes to you attaining good success. And mm. I remember um, one time when I had watched Kevin Durant play, that I was uh, less, I, I started reading up on him a little bit because I was just fascinated by this guy's talent level. And wow. uh, they had written that this guy, uh, him and Steph Curry or somebody like that, will stay after games and after practices for two hours or so just shooting. Mm. They say they shoot like a thousand or some outrageous number of shots after the whole team has practiced. <laughs> and so the uh, preparation My and the skill level, when the opportunity comes for them to display it in a game, they leave people like myself who has been following sports <laughs> all their life. They leave people like me dumbfounded. <laughs> so my dear listener, Please take this from me. I am all about your healing. And part of the way that I can bring you your healing that you need in life today is that don't skip steps in life. No. Let preparation be the order of the day. As we yeah. talked about in times and seasons when we did that podcast, the nature of life is that opportunity will come to everybody. Mm. But for you to be able to master or seize your moment, you need to have prepared adequately so that when your opportunity comes, your talents and your giftings, which I call your skill, can help meet yeah. that opportunity and trust you to the next level in your life. So just a quick recap for you. The way you get good success is through discernment and understanding, through knowing the maker's purpose, and also through your skill and your preparation. Dr. Joe, God bless you so much on that. You know, there is a character in the Bible that 
with everything that you you were um listing for us correlates to like it perfectly matches them and that's the character of joseph in the scriptures and you know when he he knew the intent of his creator through a vision that he had and fast mm -hmm. forward he ended up into um Potiphar's house um his wife wanted to sleep with him do all these kind of things with him sexually but he made the right judgment you know he made the mm -hmm. right judgment he discerned that this is not where his success is you know many people they would think okay i'm with the boss's wife i'm with the king's wife you know i can conquer her and whatever i want i can get you know and settle there but he knew the intent um he understood the purpose he understood that he has to make the right judgment in this situation whether or not he loses something and he lost a lot you know he got punished and a whole lot of stuff but he was willing to go through that process and discern that this is not it there's more to this you know so whatever i'm going through i have to go through it and he understood his skills and he understood that wherever he found himself was a preparation so he never settled you know and that is the most powerful character i will give you if you want to take a look at it in scriptures um his name is joseph <laughs> but um you know the, the bible says there is treasure in these earthen vessels and that's something that we don't consider as children or creators of god we don't consider the treasures embedded in us and with everything dr joe is saying he has he said you have talents you have giftings in you they are all there He's not, he's not about to give them to you now or through prayer. He has already built you with it, like a refrigerator, like he said. The capacity is already in there. But just understanding that skill and understanding what it would take for it to manifest is where we have to focus on. So that is very, very powerful, Dr. Joe. Thank you so much. And thank you all here guys <laughs> um but you know with success being a sure thing and us connecting to our creator and not you know throwing away the um the manual sticking to it and walking the path and preparing ourselves and everything you know with everything in life there's always challenges with everything in life there are always blockages and you will say haters, you know, <laughs> people that are there to destroy certain things or hinder us from succeeding in life and all this stuff. Um, what, what, when it comes to success or a good success, what, what destroys it or what hinders it? What are some of the things that can hinder it or destroy? We know with relationship, we can say friends, friends sometimes are hinderous or destroy or just destroy us of a good marriage or a good relationship, you know, things like that. So when it comes to success itself, what are some things that can destroy? What are some hindrances? Well, um, thank you so much, Sister Candice. Uh, like you rightly said, there are a lot of uh, hindrances that comes in our pursuit of good success. I'm very happy that you brought up the um, example of Joseph because he he had every um, opportunity to give up on his dreams. Um, he was hindered in so many ways, you know, that uh, one will say, why did he keep going on? He kept going on because, like you said, he had 
purpose in mind because he knew the maker's <laughs> intent for him. In the right. same way, the hindrances to success actually <laughs> is exemplified in his life. And we yeah. will see that as we go through. So whoever uh, picks up the story and reads about it will see these things. Because, you know, um, uh, one of the key ways that our success is hindered is by ourselves. Mm. We hinder our own success. And we hinder it by virtue of our lack of discipline, our mm. lack of commitment, um, sometimes we are not trustworthy or dependable. Integrity. Um, our, our irresponsibility. Some of us are so irresponsible with time and resources. Okay. Mm. Um, we talked about financial well-being. I know people who will blow through money as if it falls from trees. Um, <laughs> and so um, that's one of the sure ways that you can certainly hinder your own success. And as I said, um, uh, Joseph had ample opportunities to hinder his own success. Yeah. But he didn't. And so I'm very uh, thankful that you brought that example up because um, if our listeners should uh, listen or read about his story, they will realize how he had options. I mean, many <laughs> opportunities to hinder his own success, but he uh, uh, did not. And so um, what, I am, uh, I, what I mean also by ourself is sometimes our lack of um, uh, uh, the ability to handle success. You know, um, I tell people all the time that the enemy of your best life is not a bad life, but rather a good life. Mm. When you live a good life, it's very difficult for you to motivate yourself to have a better or a best life. So um, it's one thing that I, I think plagues a lot of us, especially Christians, that most of us don't know how to handle success. Mm. As soon as our ministry begins to take shape and the members begin to come in, most of us, our really? attention turned from God and become our members and our buildings. And yeah. so um, I, I think one Nigeria pastor said something that I thought was so profound. He said that, man of God, are you in obedience to God willing to close your church for a month if God tells you to do so? Nope. <laughs> he, and when he said that, he went as and I agree with him on this, that we will give every instance and cite every quotation in the Bible to try to <laughs> convince God that it's necessary <laughs> for us to keep the church open. Right. But may I humbly submit to you today that the very moment that becomes your stand, you are deviating from your success. You are beginning to have another form of godliness that is not the God that you are serving. Mm. I thought that was so profound and it ties in here so much because it's easy to see the lack of discipline, the lack of commitment, the lack of dependability and the irresponsibility. But how about the ability to handle success? How about your ability mm. to continue to grow in your relationship and in your pursuit of a higher calling when masses are pouring in into the church, 
may I get a little churchy on you and talk about <laughs> the Philippians? When you read the book of Philippians, it puts it in this way. He says that many walk as enemies of the cross of Christ because their end is destruction uh, and their end is destruction for their God is their belly and their glory is their shame because they have lost sight of the core purpose for which they were on this journey in the first place. So when I I, 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 I made this reference because I'm talking up I'm talking to the man of God here who doesn't know how to handle the success of having 10,000 people in his church. Hmm. And so the attention and the focus has become the members and the buildings that if you don't take care, your glory will become your shame mm -hmm. because your end or your God will be your belly. Mm. The amount of money coming in, mm. the, 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 the number of people sharing your, your tweets or your messages on social media wow. becomes your focus. We are not able to handle the success that God brings us. And because I'm saying this, let me also make this point that I think that most of the time, the problem is not with what we ought to receive from God when we pray, Excuse but rather, if we don't go through certain stages in our life, certain failures, certain downfalls, we won't be able to handle the answers to our prayers. Mm. And so I think that is actually one of the ways that our prayers are even hindered. Mm. Now, I know I'm getting a little too churchy for you, so let's uh, scale it back a little bit. But my dear listener, lack of discipline, lack of discipline will hinder your success. Yeah. Irresponsibility with what you have will hinder your success. There is no argument about these things. These are principles of life. As our sister Candace said, everything you need to fulfill your purpose and become good or uh, attain good success, you already have it. Listen again to our conversation a few weeks ago on Providence. Everything we need is already at our disposal. Mm -hmm. But unless or until we find the purpose we will not be able to obtain good, uh, attain good success. The other way that we hinder uh, uh, good success is through relationships. And I know Sister Candice alluded to this um, because relationships can be such a broad uh, topic. And so I will try to narrow it down to two main concepts. And that is um, the wrong relationships that we form and the good relationships that we neglect. Mm. All good things come from God. Right. But I assure you, they come through men. Yep. If you ignore the help of men, you will be stuck in life. You know, some people in life are stuck. <laughs> they have prepared, they have mastered their talent. But they are stuck because the man who needs to partner with God 
to open that door of opportunity that we just talked about a few minutes ago so that those people will be thrust into the limelight onto the stage where the world will see their talents and their giftings. The men are not cooperating. The men are not opening those doors. So yes, every good thing, every opportunity in your life will come by God. But it will come through men. Don't forget that in the Bible, there was a king called Cyrus, who though he was a pagan, became the vessel that God used not only to bring his people to a place of repentance, but also to bring his people back to the promised land and to help them rebuild. Uh, who, who you hang out with, my dear listener, in life affects the rest of your life. Yeah. Let's not talk about marriage or families or anything. No, the person you are hanging out with today has a key role to play in the rest of your life, in your future. So that is with the wrong friends or relationships that we make. Now, let me talk about the good relationships that we neglect to form. And the reason why I say this is that some people only hang out with people that they are better than. They always want to be the one uh, being the advisor, showing people what is good. But mm. my dear listener, let me tell you, if you are the only person in your circle who is always advising everybody else, then I humbly submit to you today that it's time for you to change your friends. Mm. Because if you do not hang out with people who will elevate you and challenge you, morally, ethically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, if you don't hang out with people who will challenge you in all these ways, yes, mentally as well. Thank you, Sister Candice. If you don't hang out with people who will challenge you in those ways, you will not be able to reach the point of good success. So it's not always about our upbringing. Some of us did not have our parents in our lives when we were growing up. But by the grace of God, we surrounded ourselves with people who were able to provide us with counsel, godly counsel. Academically, we were surrounded by people. I know uh, one of my closest friends when I was growing up now is a brother-in-law of mine because he's married to a cousin. I remember when I first started um, the senior secondary school in Ghana, uh, I came home with some very bad grades in two subjects. And he looked at my report card and he said, Joe, please try your very best not to ever bring such a grade to this house again. And because of the level of respect that I had for this man, those words, though he was not condemning me or anything like that, Candace, I tell you, those words pierced my heart like a sword. And I said to myself that I am not going to get any grade below a C in elective math or physics again. By the time I graduated and went to college, elective math was one of the best, my best subjects in school. I excelled in it. Because 
I surrounded myself with people who I valued their opinion. Don't surround yourself with yes ma'am and yes sir people. Yes, some of them are good because sometimes you will need the motivation. But I assure you, most of the time, it will just serve as a hindrance. I know we are running out of time, Sister Candice, so I'm just going to um, uh, 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 zoom through it because there, there are so many things that I, I believe God showed me on this topic that I want our listeners to uh, hear. Uh, let me be honest with my young lady or my young man out there who is listening to me. And I'll refer to my note for this one because I thought it was very profound when I wrote it down. You know, what you have in your life right now is very good. You are in a great situation, whether in your marriage, in your career, in your job. But sometimes, my listener, it takes an outsider to tell you how good life is for you in order for you to realize that and be grateful. So don't live your life saying that I don't need anybody. In the design of this cosmos, God created us not to exist in a vacuum. If you have good friends around you, they will let you know that you are messing up a golden opportunity in your marriage, in your career, in your job, in your school. Follow what is true. No matter how painful it might be. My dear listener, don't hinder your good success. And then maybe one or two more things that hinders our success because I talked about the, the opposite side of this before when we talked about health and well-being. Poor health also hinders our good success. Like the example I gave, right. anointing does not sustain the body. Nope. And so if you do not take care of this body, no matter how powerful you become, you can be the most powerful man on earth. If you do not take care of your body, but dwell in poor hygiene, you will degrade your body to the extent that your spirit, your mind, your emotions, or your soul will have no option than to leave this body without you fulfilling your purpose. That is, why the, that is why the late Dr. Miles Monroe said that one of the most richest places in the world is the cemetery. Because there are so many dreams and visions that were not fulfilled in the cemetery. Yeah. So take care of your body. Yes, find a doctor and see them consistently and frequently. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know we're out of time, but Sister Candice, let me add this last point for our listeners. And that is another way that your good success can be hindered is through poverty. You know, without the financial resources that you need, fulfilling your purpose becomes very difficult. I am not going to mince words about it. And so in all you're getting, get understanding Mm -hmm. But also, make sure you pursue financial well-being. Because your ability to afford or to acquire the things that you need in order to prepare 
it's very pivotal when it comes to you being able to get good success. God bless you so much. I think I will end it here just because of our time. Well, because of our time, viewers, I'm going to just brush it off quickly um, with everything Dr. Joe has mentioned. And, you know, I made a couple of notes with everything he was saying. And I want to emphasize on some crucial parts that we really need to take note of, you know. And one of them is uh, we sometimes is integrity matter. Can God really trust us? Can we be trusted with whatever we have? Can we be trusted with all the talents, all the treasures that is embedded in us? And, you know, we sometimes we, we, we think we are doing things and God does not even know our intent or our intention. You know, some people just want fame and that's what they crave for. So everything they're doing, they think they are deceiving God, but they are God knows, you know, can you be trusted? Can, can God really trust you? Do we have integrity? And another aspect that I want to mention is there was a man of God I was listening to. And he said, when you pray to God for help, or when you pray to God to help you do something, know that the answer is going to be a person, you know, and that goes into what Dr. Joe was saying about when you live your life thinking you don't need anybody or you don't need any help. So what I deduced with what Dr. Joe was saying is that when you deny people, you are rather denying God. You are denying God's help when you deny people's help. And yourself. Because if you, well, <laughs> you know, so it's like there is a, a place we have to reach. There's a success, a good success place that God wants us to get to, accomplish. But the people he's bringing your way, you're not allowing them. The, the, um, the voice the, the voice of God that you want to hear, God some probably has put that voice or that advice or that uh, knowledge or experience into somebody else. And you are here praying in your closet and you are not hearing anything audibly. And then someone comes your way and they're talking to you. You don't even want to listen. You are your one man island or whatever they call it. But we have to understand, and that's one of the things I mentioned before, that we think sometimes like with the body, taking care of our flesh and our body, we dismiss all these stuff as if God hates these things, but they are all part of it. You know, you want to attain a certain spiritual spiritual level, but also attain a certain physical um, strength or well-being or health. You know, and there are some men of God that does not even believe in um, doctors. You know, they don't believe in medicine. They don't believe in certain things. And it's like, God has just created a spiritual world and that's it. But we are living in a physical world that God created in Genesis. You know, so there's a lot of misconception out there that is really, really affecting us and pushing us into... Um, hindrances of our, our good success and we have to really take key note of these things and keep you know just be attentive of our surrounding because that's all part of what god has created you know the person right next to you th th that's god the, per the the help the advice that is god take it and put god's intent with it if it's good and if it's from god you you can you can um hide, sift it from it, you know. So let's really really consider these. Let's not deny people because we'll be denying God and ourselves to be able to build ourselves into that good success. 
we bring the um, sure thing discussion to an end today. This is our of healing. I hope we have healed you uh, and we'll continue to heal. Keep working on this. Um, like Dr. Joe said, this is the last um, uh, recording for the year. So I hope you are blessed just as I am. I'm blessed as well. And I believe Dr. Joe is also blessed because this message is not by our own thoughts or our own experience. Sometimes we have not even experienced some of these things. But it's the Holy Spirit that leads us to, to talk about all these things and to learn and to grow and to mature in him. God bless you so much. And Dr. Joe, I hand it over to you for us to close the year with such a powerful um, topic and theme. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Candice, uh, again, for hosting us um, today. And thank you once again, dear listeners, uh, for your continuous support uh, day in and day out for tuning in uh, to Hour of Healing. Dear friends, it's been a journey. We started in January 2023, and by the grace of God, in His own wisdom, He has um, guided us to this place. And um, God, in His own wisdom, has given us rest um, from our weekly recordings and also to prepare us for what he is bringing your way uh, next year on season two of Hour of Healing. Friends, it's been a great honor um, serving you and uh, sharing with you each and every week. I have learned so much. I have healed. And yep. I hope and believe and trust that you have also received healing in various dimensions. Yes. Sister Candice, I kid you not. There are some topics we'll be talking about next year that God has begun to reveal to me that is mind-blowing. Get ready, um, guys. When it comes to... Uh, and I think it's going to just be amazing. But wow. friends, I don't want to end this episode without reminding you that from your maker's perspective, your success in life is guaranteed. Amen. There is no argument about this. Don't let anybody with doctrine or ideologies talk you out of this thing. The fact is, for anyone to make anything, they have to have a purpose in mind. Without purpose, you cannot invent. Without purpose, you cannot create. Without purpose, you cannot produce. And if we are made in the image of God, then where do you think invention came from like we talked about a few weeks ago science allows us to understand the inner logic of god in creating most of the things that we see and so the more we discover through science we get to a place where we understand why certain things were created the way they were created and so your success in life your good success is is guaranteed as long as you connect to the source because purpose your purpose in life is not in your abilities it's not in your talents it's not in your anything your success in life is in your designer your maker determines your success therefore i want to leave you with this don't let anybody cheat you out of the promise over your life because yes. 
of your lack of discernment or understanding. God bless you so much for joining us on Hour of Healing for the entire year. I am so excited about next year. <laughs> And again, we will see you if our Lord tarries in the year 2024. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>